Yesterday we had said that the despite the fact that the Kohanim, the the uh, the big day eleven of the Kohanim <clears throat> in the morning <clears throat> was more expensive than the big day eleven of the Kohanim in the afternoon. The mother of the the, the Kohen Gadol or any Kohen for that matter was permitted to make a uh, a baggage a big day lavan for her son, and they could word for Vodas Yachid. Vodas Yachid, in the case of a Kohen Gadol, refers to removing the the kaf and the machita from the from the Kodesh Hakadoshim. So very often the mothers of the Kohenim would would make very expensive, very costly begadim be far more than the amount of money that the tzibur was going to provide. So the Gemara says that, I mean, they had to, there was one caveat, they had to give it to the tzibur. The Kohen <clears throat> was allowed to wear clothing that his mother made, but he was not allowed to wear clothing that was owned by him. Had to be owned by the tzibur. So, the Gemara says, let's start from the Gemara um, nine lines from the top. Amru alav al Bishmal ben Pabi. We saw this yesterday, we saw it quickly, so we'll say it again. Amru alav al Bishmal ben Pabi. There's a Kohen Gondol, Shastalo Imokasonis, Shalmeya Mane. She made a Meya Mane. Remember, according to the Chachamim, it was allocated 12 money. And she made something that was far more expensive. And he wore it, Volosha. And he wore it. <clears throat> Even though it says here, Masul Tibor, excuse me, which connotes that he gave it to the Tibor afterwards, it cannot mean that. It means it was given to the Tibor beforehand. Masul beforehand to the Tibor, and then he was able to use it for Vodas Yachid. Amrulo, Allah, Al, Amrulazim, and Kharsim. Lozim Kharsim was exceedingly wealthy. His parents were very wealthy. The Mar says that his father left him a thousand villages and ships and and, and all sorts of things. So uh, his father, when he was alive, was very wealthy. So his mother made just lo imo kasonis mishte riboy. Riboy is 10,000. So this is 20,000 assuming money. That's what it cost, which was exceedingly expensive uh, clothing. But his brethren kohanim did not let him wear it. Because through it, he seemed to be naked, his, his flesh showed. So I'm the question, how could it be that his flesh showed through the clothing? The coin has to wear the big bond where chutin kafal shisha, meaning you took one string and you, you tied, you took six strings actually and twined them together. Um, our our, our tzitzes are generally kafal arba. And this was more than that. And then they're they're weaving it. So you really can't see through it. So the Mara says, Amrabaya, Kechamra Bemizgo. As we said yesterday, it's like it's like wine through a through a glass. Even though it's a very thick glass, it's the wine inside of it is visible. Let's take a look at Rashi. Mara says, Mishte Ribui. Mane ha'amamar chutin shall big dekuna kafal shisha the kama the kama back balai. So the more answers is chamra the maziga. 
which is wine that's visible outside of a glass. Even though the glass is thick, don't let him wear it, even though we're very flesh of the clothing. Now we're beginning one of the most famous Gemaras in all of Shas. Extremely famous Gemara. You've all encountered this before, but it's worthwhile to see it inside. Say either Abanam. Ani Vaashir Varasha Bayin Ladin. If a poor person, a rich person, and a wicked person come at the end of time to judgment. When they come, why weren't you involved in the learning of Torah? You see, if he would say, he responds, I, I couldn't. You see, I was, I was a poor man in life. And I was busy with my, with, with my food, meaning I was trying to provide for my family. So I didn't have any time to learn Torah. Were you more poor then Hillel. Now here's the story with Hillel. Amru Allah al Hillel Hazakim. They said about Hillel Hazakim. This is before he became Hazakim. While he was still young and trying to learn Torah in the Beis Medrash. <clears throat> Every day, he would work. He would gain a tropic. Tropic was a coin, not a very valuable coin, but there was a coin, <clears throat> tropic. Anyway, in those days, in order to enter the base Medrash, you had to pay a tuition. They wanted to make sure that the people that came to base Medrash were pure. They were not people who were doing so because of intellectual curiosity or to, uh, <clears throat> to just to argue. They wanted to make sure that the hearts and minds were pure, so they charged for it. So he gave the half of a tropic to the to the, the shomer, the guardsman in, in the base manners. and half of it Half of it was for his own support and the support of the people of his family. Pamachas one day. He couldn't earn any money. He wasn't able to, to find a living for that day. He lived day to day. And he didn't have his tropic for that day. He, he, uh, I'm sorry. He, the, the, he, he asked the Shomer Beis Medrash to come into Shul, but he wouldn't let him. So Allah, he went up, and he suspended himself somehow, and he sat down on the, 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 the skylight. The Beis Medrash had a skylight. To hear the words of the living God. Were the Nassim Kohen and, and Av Bezdin of the day. And they were Shalahil's Rebellion. He didn't want to miss a shear. So he went up onto the roof and he listened to the shear from the roof through the skylight. Amru. Now, get this. He wasn't worried about, and his family also supportive, were not worried about going out and trying to continue earning a living. He didn't have money that day. He didn't have money that day. They didn't eat. He wasn't going to miss the base manager. Amru, Osayom Arab Shabbos. That day 
was a Friday. And Tukufas Tevis means Tevis is what we're in now. Uh, Thursday is going to be Rosh Chodesh, but at the moment we're in Tevis, which is which is the, the winter time. All over the world it's cold, except in Florida. So we don't really relate to this. When it's in the 70s, you really can't relate to this type of of of, of, uh, of weather. But um, you know, in, in northeastern places, they say it's, it's pretty cold these days. We are on Olav Shalik Minashemayim. And snow fell on him from, from heaven. Kisha Ola Amunashacha. Now, this is already, he, he, was, he was cold and frozen and probably went into a hypothermic state and he couldn't, he, he fell asleep. So when he, when he, when Amunashacha happened on Shabbos morning, when, when Amunashacha occurred, when it was, when it was, the day was beginning to break, so Amrulo, so Shmaya Avtalian were in the base matters. Amrulo, Shmaya Avtalian, Shmaya said to Avtalian, Avtalian Achi, Bechol Yom Habayis Meir, the house in the base matters is light. Vayom Ofel, and today it is dark. Shami Yom Amunu, is it a cloudy day today? It seats to a name Varau, Dumus Adam. Ba'aruba Allah. They found the the mus of a person in the Aruba. I'm sorry, not Allah, but Mus on Baruba. Um Alu Vimatsu Alav Wum Sholosh Amos Shelling. Three Amos of Shelling. According to the Mesha Feinstein, an Amma is 21 inches. So <clears throat> 21 inches would mean 63 inches of snow. Which is more than five feet of snow in it. Okay. So it was a huge snowstorm. So more than five feet of snow fell on Hillel during the night. Obviously, he was in danger of dying. And we know that 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 the uh, Nafesh stands in the way of Shabbos does not stand in the way of the Kuch Nafesh. Barku, they freed him. So obviously they went on, so Olu, I'm sorry, they freed him, they washed him down, and they rubbed like oils into him, and they put him near the fire. This one is worthy to mechal on him, Shabbos. Now it's interesting, let's just see Rashi first of all. Uh, and then I want to just give you a couple of insights that I thought of. Laaniyomim klomar in bo bezdin shalamala lechayiv aniyim ayade hillel mashirim ayade rabbi alazar b'terude yaitzer ayade yosef is pishchon pet lebaladin lechayivan. There is the there is an opening for a baladin to be mechayiv them, which is interesting. Rashi, which means that this is a point. That the Bezin Shalmaila could make. However, there could be extraneous, extraneous circumstances that could be different. Tropic, um, Rashi translates as a Selamadina, which is Chansi Dina, half of a Dina. Dina is a Zuz, and it's a half of a Dina, a half of a Zuz. Uh, apparently, it's not that much money. A Mana is a hundred Dina or a hundred Zuz. So, this is apparently not a huge amount of money. Kachmaforish Miksubis, Pirkuu. 
Pirku Masui Hashalik Me'olam. They remove the weight of the snow on him. Now, it's interesting to me, a number of things are interesting to me. One is that Hillel, apparently, this is my, just my assumption, had put away money for Shabbos. Didn't have money for Friday to support his family. But he had some money to be able to make Shabbos. Because I think if he wouldn't have had the money to make Shabbos, if there was any means of him making a pranasa on Friday uh, or on Thursday, then he would have done so. Uh, or maybe he thought on Thursday, on Friday, maybe later he would be able to do something. But if there was any means of making a pranasa, he would have done it. It's always interesting to me, the conversation between, it says, oh, the two, another thing is, the oracle of Shelig min hashemayim. Now, Shelig, snow, always comes from heaven. So what does it mean, min hashemayim? It means to say that this was a demonstration from heaven for the dedication of Hillel, so we could look into, we could see in the future what Hillel had done. So the min hashemayim is, this was specifically heavenly sent. And what particularly strikes me is the conversation between Shemayim and Talion. They went into the shul and they said, every day it's, it's dark, it's light. And today it's dark. Why did they have to have this conversation for? It seems to me that Shemayim and Talion didn't look up. Their natural uh, demeanor, comportment, was to look down. The natural, uh, uh, they don't normally look down, they didn't look up. So they were, they were assuming from, they didn't just walk into to the Esmerish and just look all around. Shemayi and Aftalim trained themselves not to look out of the Dalaramos, to look down so they shouldn't see anything untoward. You find other greats in the Tanayik and, uh, and Gemara era did the same thing you find later on also, but you find that specifically Rav never looked out of his Dalaramos. So and among the Rishonim, you find also the Rashbam, Rashi's grandson, Shmuel ben Meir, also never looked out of his Dalvama, so it was written about him. So, Shemayin of Talim didn't look at the Dalvama, so they're thinking, uh, you know, why is it dark? Maybe it's a, it's, a, it's a cloudy day, maybe it's a foggy day, but they weren't sure. So, they, because they needed to look up, they look up, and then they saw what they saw and they removed Hillel, thereby saving his life, but also teaching us the Gaval the Galasim in uh, their comportment. So if a person wants to get away from the responsibility of learning Torah by saying that he's just too exhausted at night to be able to learn, then uh, he should take, a, take, take, take advice from Hillel. Hillel, how poor he was, I'm sure the work they did did not come easy. He still was able to learn Torah. Our yeshivas, Hasidish yeshivas, that begin Seder, begin learning in the morning, and train the boys at a very young age, high school age, maybe even before, to wake up early in the morning. I, I knew this fellow in Lakewood Yeshiva when I learned his name was Harish Lukon, Hasidish from Pupa and he told me that um, in Pupa, in Williamsburg, they start Seder at five o'clock in the morning. The reason is, and they learn, they learn two and a half hours before they begin to make preparations for davening. The reason 
they, they do this. We're talking about 13-year-old boys here. The reason they do this is they understand that when, when people are older and they're working, that their, their work takes them the majority of their day. And when you do come home after a hard day's work, you're, you're just very tired. You have to deal with, uh, you have to, uh, you know, talk to your wife and you have to see what's going on with the kids. And you got to start in with homework with the children and you have to catch up in the day's events. And it's, it's it, by the time you're finished, your, your, uh, your working day and your family life, it's just very, very, very tiring. It's a long day. You don't have the mind, you don't have the concentration to be able to, to learn. So, and if you do learn, it's, it's, it's half-heartedly and with half a mind. Therefore, they train everyone to learn early in the morning at 5 a.m. So they will get their minds when it's, when it's still fresh, just when you wake up in the morning, accustomed to learning, uh, to, to learning early in the morning. And they, would, they would, uh, and, and they would have their two and a half hours of learning before they begin their working day, which is a system that's worth considering. Okay. Let's take a look at the Gemara further. So this is the the poor. Now, what about the wealthy? In Asher, you see, um, Asher, I'm sorry. Asher is one line above that. Six lines from where the wide lines begin. Asher, what about a person who's rich? Why did you not Get involved in Torah. Imam Asher Yisi. I was rich. The Torah Yisi b'nechosai, and I was involved with my nechosim. Meaning, that's that's not really much of a taina. So involved with nechosim. I know a fellow I was just mentioning in the shir yesterday. I know a fellow who went to Wall Street and became a very wealthy man in his late twenties, and he retired. He retired. And he and he and he, uh, he learned in yeshiva, and till today I don't think he works. He just he has enough money, and he learns. And uh, uh, people criticize him. What's the matter with you? You know, you're making so much money. Why don't, you could make even more money in Wall Street. So he said, some people retire and they play golf. Other people retire and go traveling. I'm retiring and going to study Torah. That's what I want to do. So in his late 20s, he retired for life, with plenty of money to uh, to live on, and he doesn't need to to. Uh, do any work. So it's not really much of a point, except that the person would say, look, Hashem, you gave me this money. So obviously you want me to, to work with it, to take care of it, to watch it. So I was involved in in, in, in taking care of it. Now, th- there's no taina on a person that he's involved in taking care of and watching his money. However, the taina is, why didn't you learn Torah? That is the question. You could do both. So they said to him like this, Klum, Asher, they would say to him, Klum, Asher, Yusuf, Yosef, the Rabbi Elazar. Are you more rich than Belazar? As the Gemara said before, this is the same Rabbi Gadol, who his mother made him a, a, a begged lavan of 20,000 um, money, very expensive and costly begging, which his, we just learned, his, his brethren Conan did not let him wear because it was too sheer. So they said, are you richer than Rebbe Lazar? They said, Rebbe Lazar, his father left him after he passed away. Elef Yaros, a thousand villages by Abasha on dry land. And 
opposite that, meaning an also, Elif Svinos Priyam, a thousand ships at sea. Ships were a sign of wealth. And every single day, he's a very wealthy man. He took a jug of flour on his shoulders. He went from city to city, from county to county, to learn Torah. Whoever needed to, whoever he wanted to learn from, he needed to learn from, he learned. One day during his travels, his own servants found him. His own employees found him. They didn't recognize him. In those days, what happened was the king would require each village or each area to provide a tax, a certain amount of men to work for the kingdom. So they thought he was an easy target. He was a traveler going through. They weren't the most scrupulous people, apparently. He was an easy target. A guy's going through, instead of taking one of theirs to impress into the service of the king, they took him, but they didn't recognize him. He was the master. Omar Lahem, he said to them, Baba please, let me alone. Torah, and I will go, uh, and I will go learn Torah. So I said to him, Omar by the life of Rebelezim and Kharsim, we're not going to leave you alone. So they they didn't know he was Rebelezim and Kharsim. Okay? His whole days, he didn't go and see them. He didn't even know who his servants were, and they didn't know who he was. He had managers and he was involved in learning Torah the entire day and the entire night. So he didn't let his money uh, take him away from the study of Torah. Okay. Look at Rashi. Angaraya. Avodah Sarair. The work of the head of the city Avodah Zatmos, it was actually his own Avodah. They didn't recognize him. They thought he was one of the settlers of that city. And they, they were going to take him to impress him for work. The, this was apparently the deal. The king itself was actually the governor of his area, which was really his employee, that for the for the ability to be able to, to live there. The, the, Sorry, cutting out a little bit. Let's see a little further. Cutting out? Yeah, I don't know if it's just me though or not, but uh, can you hear me, Henry? Yeah, it's just Henry like that. Uh, like Simcha said, yeah, the, the Henry, sound. Henry, can you hear? The sound went like dead. <clears throat> and the, I'm sorry, I didn't bring my my headphones, which are usually make it much better. I'm sorry. Tomorrow I will I will bring them. Bring them. Um, okay. And meanwhile, if you can hear me. Let's see a little bit further. 
The Gemara says, the Gemara is several lines from the Mishnah. Where is it? Yes. The Gemara is nine lines from where the Mishnah begins. In Amar, if the person who comes to Shemayim says, no, you see, the reason why I didn't learn Torah is because I was handsome. But Torah be and I was involved with my Yitzhahara. What can I do? You made me a handsome person, and you know the girls were all after me. Omrum Lo, they would say to him, and I couldn't control myself. So I wasn't involved in Torah. Klum na Yusam Yosef. Were you more handsome than Yosef? And also, were you more tempted? Every single day, she would seduce him, she would try and seduce him with words. And not only that, she would make herself enticing. The, the clothing that she wore in the morning, she didn't wear for him in the evening to get him to commit a sin. The clothing that she wore in the evening, she didn't wear in the morning to get him to get his attention. Amrulo, she said to him, Ishamali, listen to me to have relations. Amrulo, love. He said, No. Amrulo, so she responded to him, she threatened, I'm going to imprison you in jail. And we know that jails in those days were, as, as the Torah tells us, were were dungeons in the ground, pits in the ground. A very scary thought. Amrullah, he said, okay, Hashem matir asurim. You may imprison me in, in jail, but Hashem is matir asurim. Hashem frees captains. She says, Hareini kofefes komosecha. I'm going to torture you. I'm going to to uh, to tie you up, and you won't be able to, to stand up on your own two feet. He said, Hashem, Hashem stands up those who are tied. I'm going to blind you. He says, okay. Hashem um, gives sight to the blind. She gave him a thousand. A kikar is like a loaf, but it's a certain measurement of, of silver, which apparently was a huge amount of money. To listen to her, Lishkav Etzla, to sleep with her, Lios Ima with her. Velo Ratzi, he kept his distance. He didn't want to listen to her, Lishkav Etzla, to sleep with her, Brother Mazam, Lios Ima Lelam Haba, be with her in the next world. She would be with him in the next world. He did not want. Nimsa comes out. Hillel Mechayva Sanim. Hillel is a prosecutor in a sense. For Aniyim, he's an example for poor people that they need to learn Torah. is an example for rich people that they need to learn Torah. Yosef Yosef is Mechayim, the is an example for anybody who's a Russia to control himself and go learn Torah, which the Gemara tells us is the best antidote for the Eight Sahara. Let's take a look at Rashi. Mishad Laso, Rashi says. Mephata also, she seduced him, as it says, ki yiftem, mephata givata, mephata givata, areyu shadel, shalom shalom, 
She wore it specifically for him to catch his eye. And he never did any Avera. Okay. I think we'll stop here. And tomorrow, Mr. Shem will begin at the following, at the, uh, at the Mishnah. Okay.